0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus today breakfast briefing. my name is Henry Jennings it is Tuesday the 15th of March and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing it is general advice only so please do your own research contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts ideas or insights in this presentation and if you need to you can always pause the powerpoint slides here and read our disclaimer in full and if you're listening on a podcast then head on over to the markestoday.com.au website and you can read the disclaimer there all right well we had another interesting night in the u.s aren't they all interesting dow jones closing up one point 32,945. It did have a bit of a range, though, to say the least. At one stage, it was up 450 points, and it had a low of down 126 points. So closing pretty much flat for the night. NASDAQ down 2.04%, 263 points, 12,581. Didn't seem that long ago that NASDAQ was knocking on the door of 16,000. And here we are looking as if we could go to 12,000 the way things are going. Only a couple of nights of down would uh, ensure that was uh, a reality. 12,558 and the S&P 500 are in the middle for diddle, down 0.74%. 31 points to 4,173 with the VIX index up 1 to 32, 3.32%. So we are seeing a little bit more money going into buying hedge exposure through the CBOE options market. This SPY futures down 61 or 0.85 of a percent, 7087 there, 7,087, giving back a, a lot of what we gained yesterday, it seems, if that is to hold true. Down 0.85 of a percent. But the Dow very much uh, pushed and pulled once again by global and geopolitical uh, events and also the fact that oil fell 5.12%, $5.77 to 106.9, 106.9 US dollars a barrel, 103.01 for WTI, down $6.32 or 5.78% there. So we did see the oil price come off. There are some worries now that China, with their zero COVID policy and their closure of Shenzhen, which has 17.5 million people effectively in a pretty uh, nasty lockdown, uh, is going to take away some of the growth in China, and that will affect global growth. That also was affecting uh, the US market as well. Of course, we are on the the cusp of the FOMC meeting, which kicks off tonight, uh, US time Tuesday and Wednesday in the US, and we should get. The result of that from Fed Chief Jerome Powell on Thursday morning around 5 a.m. The U.S. markets are now closing at 7 a.m. The clocks have changed in the U.S., which is a good thing for us because it means we can get the prices up a little earlier. Gold, though, was down $15.40, or 0.77 of a percent, 1985. So some of the steam coming out of commodities generally across the board, oil leading that steam Uh, diminishing with that 5% fall. Iron ore had a bit of a shocker yesterday on the Dalian Futures Exchange, down $9.60, 6.21%, 144.90. Other commodities also in a similar vein. We had copper down 2.9%, aluminium down 4.8%, zinc uh, was down 5.2%, lead down 6.6% and tin, tonne, down 3.5%. And the big news coming out of the LME is nickel, which has been suspended from trade on the LME following the big short from the big shot. Uh, Chinese billionaire who had a massive short position in nickel. He does own a very large nickel producer as well. So there is some offset there. But uh, the big news is that on Wednesday, London time, the nickel market will reopen. It will be certainly interesting to say the least, to see what that nickel price did because it closed at 50,925. It did hit 100,000 at one stage plus. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens when that LME nickel market reopens and we see what effect that has had. Uh, it does look as if they've been a standstill agreement with uh, margin requirements for the big shot. And there also does appear to be some sort of uh, trading curbs put in place as well. And a lot of trades being cancelled. I'm sure there's going to be some legal action following that, to say the least. In commodity stocks last night, we saw BHP down 4.5%. Rio down 4.6% in US ADRs. Freeport down 5%. Alcoa down 7 Tech down 98 Anglo down 52 Glencore down 5.8, Vale down 6.66, the number of the devil. Albemarle down 4.6%. So I would expect to see our metals market come under some serious pressure, especially in those lithium and base metal stocks. We have seen a bit of a rise recently in some of those stocks, but uh, it looks as if all bets are off, at least for the time being. Yesterday we saw the banking sector doing very well in our market, up 2.4%. On the uh, big bank basket, uh, that probably will continue to be the source of strength against the weakness in miners. Here you can see the S&P 500 did try and open uh, to the positive and it uh, certainly was looking positive as we were uh, trading yesterday. We had Dow futures up around 200 points, uh, but that was short-lived and the market got ambushed and sold off, closing near its lows. Major stories yesterday or coming out overnight, Russian and Ukrainian officials upbeat on progress in talks, suggesting positive result possible within days. Zelensky expresses hope regarding diplomatic push for ceasefire, says discussing possible meeting with Putin. US officials say Russia asked China for military equipment to support the Ukraine and the IMF says Russia may default on its debts. But that would not trigger a global financial crisis. This is going to be a bit of an issue in the next couple of days. Russia has a couple of debt repayments coming up and has offered to pay them in rubles. I'm not sure I'd be taking too many rubles at the moment, but uh, that's what they've offered to pay. That would breach their loan covenants and trigger a default which wouldn't be triggered as we've seen with other defaults for 30 days but certainly would start maybe a chain reaction and there are some concerns that the russian derivatives exposure as well everything being connected to everything would start to cause some problems in the financial system not on the state on the same sort of level as the gfc because russia is a minor bit part player in the global financial economy but still it may hurt some iran attacks. Iraq's Erbil just as talks revive 2015 Iran nuclear deal face prospects of collapse and the Fed and the Bank of England expected to raise rates. US average retail diesel prices surged to an all-time high despite global oil demand still below pre-pandemic levels and the Iran nuclear talks stumble as US rebuffs Russian demands. China is boosting gas imports from Russia and move away from the US and Australia And Treasury routes extends with the Fed hike looming five years top 2%. And half of China's GDP and population may be impacted by the latest COVID lockdown. So they may need to cut the reverse repo rate and interest rates to stabilise growth. What to expect today? Well, we've got dwelling prices for the fourth quarter. House prices to you and I. The RBA board meeting minutes at 11.30. And we've also got China in terms of the february industrial production numbers coming out rio is lobbying a 3.7 billion dollar uh, takeover bid to take out the minorities in their mongolian coal copper asset rather turquoise hill and we did see us tech stocks under some serious pressure last night we saw apple down 2.6 meta down half percent google down 3 microsoft down 1.3 amazon <coughs> down 2.5 tesla down 3.6 and block. Nasty diet for block. Down seven percent again. So buy now, pay later going to be very much on the nose today. PPH push pay has narrowed previous guidance with EBIT Daffy. EBIT, I don't even know what DAFI is. To be between 61.5 and 63.5 million US, an increase of six to ten percent on prior year. Earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, and whatever FI is. The A dollar under pressure at the moment. We have seen the A dollar fall to 72 and below. It's looking like it could go under. So that will negate some of that oil price fall to some extent as well. And it will also ameliorate some of the gold price fall and the iron ore price fall. It will certainly help commodity producers a little bit cushion the blows from those commodity falls. And we have seen the Bank of America says investors should prepare for continued churn. And benchmark steel prices in China hit a two-week low on Monday amid surging COVID-19 infections. Dalian Iron ore fell 7% yesterday. So I would expect to see our market once again uh, diverge uh, in terms of the strength and the weakness. The weakness being very much in those metal and mining stocks that we saw starting to hit yesterday and the strength in those banking and industrial shares. though more defensive, especially as we see 10-year yields in Australia 2.45%. Germany now 0.36% positive and US 10-year yields 2.13%. So we have seen a big rise again in those yields to combat inflation. And it is likely we could see a CPI in the US of over 10%, given the rises in oil and gas and energy generally. We've seen also that feeding through into the inflationary pressures that we have in Australia with yesterday SPC, warning they're going to have to raise prices on even the most uh, boring items, baked beans, etc., because of those pricing pressures, not only in the actual underlying commodities, in terms of the softs and beans, but also, of course, in the cans that the beans come in. So we are seeing those pricing pressures starting to rear their ugly head in Australia, and that will certainly be a factor in the government's mind as they head in towards the couple of two weeks before the federal budget. Question of the day today, what is your favourite sector at the moment? Are you using the banks as a defensive proxy as uh, rates rise, or are you looking at industrials, or maybe you're looking at trying to buy some of the bombed-out miners as they come back? We shall see, but I'd like to hear your opinions on what your favourite sector is at the moment. That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas or insights there. And of course, there are three other podcasts, the Marcus Strategy podcast, where we go in the morning meeting and talk about uh, things ...that are uh, on our minds at the moment and what's happening in the day and money-making ideas. There's the On The Desk podcast with the team in Melbourne talking about all things financial... ...and my On The Couch podcast where I interview CEOs and fund managers. Also, just a side note, on Thursday, NAB Trade, which uh, I recently did an article for... ...is having a uh, charity day where all the brokerage from the day, excluding the GST, obviously, because that goes to the government is donating that money, all that brokerage to charity. So that's on Thursday. So trade once, trade twice, trade often on Thursday and uh, help a good cause. They're giving it to give it and the flood and uh, helping those people get back on their feet in northern New South Wales and Queensland. So a very worthy cause. Uh, Thanks to NAB Trade for doing that. That's it from me today. I've got another Ask the Analyst session next Friday. So if you're interested in signing up for that, we'd love to have your company. Uh, we go through everything and anything on that. And you can uh, ask me any questions about any stocks that are on your mind. So always a great opportunity to uh, pick my brain. It doesn't take very long, but uh, it's always fun to, uh, to get some uh, interaction with our subscribers. And if you're coming along tomorrow night to the uh, the drink session in Sydney, Looking forward to seeing you. That's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day.